Alright, hey everybody, welcome to episode tw yeah, episode 12 of Cypher Sword Ice. My name is Austin Roberts. And I'm Michael Hansen. And we're going to talk today about, uh, well, in my opinion, the worst class in 3.5, the Ranger. Do you have any opinions on the uh, 3.5 huh? Ranger, Michael? I mean, I've always thought the Ranger was fine. It kind of falls into that same branch as the Druid, where I never really like playing it, but that's because I hate playing things that are nature-related. <laughs> so, the Ranger is just, in a way, the extension of a Druid for me, in that I really detest it. That, uh, <laughs> that, that chart that's on our little notes, that's the reason I can't stand the Ranger, is that chart. Yeah. I just, I just hate that. Alright, so basically with a ranger, you're a combination of a class we're going to talk about a little later, the rogue, and you're, you're basically a rogue slash fighter slash druid. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, you get, uh, you get all these fun things, you get spells, you get either, you're either a dual wielder person or you're uh, using a bow, and bows are really cool, uh, as long as you're not a rogue. Uh, I say, and when saying you're either... Uh, what that means is quite literally, and it's one of the reasons I actually dislike Ranger, the more and more I remember it as we talk about it, <laughs> that uh, you can play a Ranger all you want. There's some people who love the Ranger playstyle, but there's about two Ranger playstyles. And where I like, as we've talked about in past episodes, I mean, I play clerics, I play bards, I play stuff where you can do just about whatever the hell you want. But with the Ranger, I mean, you can do what you want, but there's really only two where you're not better off just being a fighter. Or just being a druid. <laughs> I'm actually going to debate that, because I actually think the ranger is a completely worthless class. <laughs> I always <laughs> think you're better off as a fighter, because I, I don't like the fact that you don't get your spells to, like, level 8, and then you only get 4 levels of spells, which means you're basically a useless spellcaster, because of how limited you are. And then everything else because of the amount of feats you get as a fighter, can be achieved by the fighter, but you also get full plate. It is hard to argue dual-wielding feats plus monkey grip. I mean, <laughs> so, so so let's, let's get into it. All right, uh, alignment, All right. any. You can be anything you want as a ranger, which is nice. You're not restricted like the last couple of classes we have. You're, you're in that fighter branch where you get to be whatever the hell you want to be. Uh, it's nice. Uh, you get a D8 hit die, so you're pretty tanky. That's uh that's up there with the cleric and with the monk, mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah, but you know you're not you're not you know you're no fighter and you're no barbarian. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, for many reasons. Uh, yeah, as far as class skills go, they get a pretty good basic. That's, a, um, that's actually a lot pretty of big them. list. Um, that's one of the reasons that, as Austin was saying, they're actually fairly comparable to a rogue because a ranger will a lot of times put a lot in decks. Um and intelligence and stuff like that because they are kind of skill-based in that aspect. I mean, they get climb, concentration, craft, handle animal, heal, hide, jump, knowledge, um, specifically dungeoneering. <laughs> For anybody that played RuneScape out there, this is oh, your yeah. class. <laughs> knowledge, uh, geography, as well as nature, listen, move silently, profession, ride, search, spot, survival, swim, and use rope. So it is actually a pretty big range of skills yeah, all of them all of them nature and uh, travel based and all yeah. of them dex based except for the obvious search ones which basically everybody gets yeah the and ranger they, is basically an adventurer and they can they can 
And they get concentration for... Oh, wait, they have spells. They have spells, that's right. Yeah. Uh, So, as we said, they are a skill-based class. They get get six plus intelligence modifier for their skills. So they are exactly like a bard. Yeah. They are bard-level skills. Not as good as the rogue, as we'll discuss in the next episode, but... But six is not bad. Like, considering that eight's the best you're ever gonna get, six is pretty freaking good. I mean, it is literally the second best there is. That's, so, uh, so I don't think anything is plus seven. I that I D and D does not like odd numbers, <laughs> except for the D three. I don't think there. I can't think of a time where an odd number comes into play naturally for anything. I guess if you add in... Oh, because all the modifiers... No, no, no because there's minus one modifiers to things, so... Yeah. Plus one modifiers. So D&D favors the even number. Uh, class features. Uh, they are proficient with all simple martial weapons. They can have any light armor and any shield, except for tower shields. So they're so they're a quick, dodgy, jump-aroundy uh, kind of class. Kind of like the... Like the barbarian and like the monk, except unlike the monk, they actually can like put some armor on. Yeah. And unlike the other nature classes, they don't. The other nature class, sorry, we've only covered one nature class. They don't have to. Uh, they don't actually have to like have natural armor. You know, you don't have to have a wooden breastplate or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. The next, this will actually bring us um, to as Austin was saying, his least favorite part, oh um, but God, probably so the much. most. Technically defining part of a ranger. I, I would say it's the most. Thing. I would say it's the most defining part of the ranger. So it's called favored enemy, and at first level, a, may, a ranger may select a type of creature from among the table of uh, enemies. And I mean, uh, just looking at this table, basically, it's like okay, aberration, animal, dragon, ooze. Humanoid gigantic, humanoid dwarf, humanoid elf. And what's important is remember that you have to specify that when you choose it. So, like, if you're choosing something that's a little vague, like humanoid, you have to choose, like, dwarf elf, gnome, gnome, halfling human, orc. I mean, those are the examples they've got here. You can choose undead as a whole. Looking at it, that's probably the biggest. Um, that and animal are going to be your biggest vague options to try and hit as many targets as possible. Um, and so while the ranger... Uh, does anything basically that deals with his favored enemy, so anybody that falls under this group, the ranger gets a plus two bonus on bluff listen, sense motive spot and survival checks, and a plus two bonus on weapon damage rolls against it. Uh, at fifth level and every five levels after, they may choose an additional favored enemy, so basically at level 20 you'll end up with four, with five. Four, um, if the ranger chooses humanoids, uh, this is just saying that you basically have to choose the subtype we talked about. Um, but this is one of the reasons that I can take a guess at why Austin doesn't like this, because this is why I don't like this ability, is it is true that you can choose uh, something that feels relevant to your campaign. So you can choose something like, all right, we're fighting a lot of undead. I want undead to be my thing. But no matter what campaign you're doing, even if there's a dominant enemy, you're still only going to fight about 60% of your enemies as that, which means every other can like encounter you do, the ranger doesn't even have any bonuses for their more, most unique like ability. That is exactly That's my that is exactly why I hate this because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we've been like going along and all of a sudden 
it's like level one the person's like i'm gonna pick goblinoid it's like sweet we're gonna pick goblin and you do like the first like two or three like one or two levels of like goblin orc type quest so it's fine you get it like half the time and then you don't fight goblins for like ever and then you pick like what am i gonna do i'll be gonna fight lots of goblins i'm gonna go for the next one no oh wait for the next six levels we're fighting humans guess what buddy everything you did sucked like you don't yeah. you just you just get axed at an ability and there are <laughs> other abilities that, and there are other abilities that 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 do it like uh like turn undead there are a lot of times in which a, a cleric will never cast turn undead in, in an entire campaign because you never fight undead but it's not the main thing that you choose the cleric for you choose the cleric for the spells and then you have a kind of an off ability that's that's there and i just hate it because i would hate like it'd be like walking it'd be like i'm a magic user and then going into a building where there's no magic and that being the entire campaign is just in this building where no one can cast magic and you're just a wizard with a staff it's it's outwardly terrible and concerning it's the main focus of this class besides debatably the next line which is irrelevant because the fighter gets so many of these it doesn't matter they get track as a bonus feat i honestly don't even know what track does let me pull it up i it it gives you like a plus two or plus four to track to tracking to find tracks or to follow them for a mile successfully requires a survival check. Okay, that's good. Uh, you must make a survival check every time the tracks become difficult to follow, which is awful. Um, because if you're making your DM's good, he'll throw two or three of those in there because it would be weird if the tracks just stood there directly. Unless, of course, as Austin was saying, they were goblins for the first two levels. Um Let's see, you move half your normal speed while tracking as well. Uh, yeah, this is, like, awful. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's like, I I just hate it. And also, if you're gonna, if you're gonna tell a per, a, a, if you're gonna tell a D&D player that beats are what make this class cool, and you don't have, like, your own, like, little list of feats, like, like, like wizards do, and the later editions of D&D, and, like, in Pathfinder stuff that rogues do, then just give me a fighter. Especially if my whole thing is, I do melee. And if you want melee and divine spells, like, like the ranger gets, and you really want those two together, why would I not just play a paladin? Yeah. I, there's just better options, like, and that's going to be a. Uh, I, we're going to come back to that a lot. Wild empathy. Oh, uh, a ranger can improve an attitude of an animal, and this ability functions like diplomacy. Literally the same thing as the druid. They 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 can they're 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 awesome with nature, and they can, uh, and they can calm animals basically by talking to them or like doing fun gestures. They're basically that guy that can like look at a bear, and make the bear not attack them. Uh, this would be a great ability if you saw a lot of animals in D and D that weren't <laughs> that weren't determined to kill you, yeah, or that were worth fighting for. So this ability is like this is going to be basically impossible on any animal that matters, like in a dinosaur, on a dire bear, on a dire anything. This is basically useless, and also all the animals that are relevant that are probably going to let you do this are like level one and two which you'll kill in two hits. And it says you can use it on magical beasts, but you have 
uh, a minus four penalty. Uh, ma- yeah. Oh, sorry. You can only use it on magical beast if that magical beast has an intelligence of one and two, and then you get a minus four check penalty. So if you want to get, this is the most like I have to be in the most precise situation class, and then I'm useful. That I and have one of the seen. worst parts about this in general is even if we were to say that speaking as a uh, druid is a great or speaking as a ranger is a great idea or dealing with these animals that you're the go-to you're actually like 99% of the time better off just being the druid Ooh, that's a lot coming from me given that I hate druids really um because the druid can just speak to the damn animal yeah all right. like you just solve all your problems <laughs> uh combat style uh, ranger must select one of two combat styles, so they can't even diversify. You get archer two up in fighting, like we said before. Uh, if they get, they either get rapid shot or two up in fighting. Again, feats don't matter because you can just be a fighter. Uh, they get endurance. What does endurance do? Um, I endurance feet. Running. Endurance feet. You gain a plus four bonus on the following checks and saves. Uh, swim, swim checks made to resist non-lethal damage. From exhaustion? That is, that is irrelevant. No, no, no. What's to resist non-lethal damage? What does that even mean? Is that... Do you take non-lethal damage from drowning? I figured... Is that like water be, balloons? Oh, I... I would, think that, I would think that drowning would be very lethal damage, considering your lungs are filling with water. Constitution checks made to run... Uh, Constitution checks made avoid non-lethal damage from marching. Constitution to hold your breath. Avoid non-lethal damage from starvation or thirst, even though starvation and thirst is both lethal. Um, Fortitude saves to avoid from hot and cold elements. Okay, that's That's non-lethal, by the way. It's it's specified. Yeah, non-lethal. Basically, any time you really wish you had better endurance because you would die if you not, you can't use this because it's all non-lethal. Oh, oh, here is one beneficial thing. There is one good thing to endurance. You can sleep in your armor, considering you can only wear light armor as a ranger without being fatigued. Ah, that's not um, too bad. Which is nice because that means that when you're surprised in the middle of the night, you don't have to fight without your armor which is actually a very uh, beneficial. So okay, so there's one thing, but again, feats don't matter because you have the, the human fighter. fighter, which is just the feat god among all gods. Uh, oh, animal companion. Uh, fourth level ranger gains an animal companion selected from the following list. It's a big long list of animals. Uh, I would like to point out, however, that. Dire Rat makes this list, and Riding Dog, just because those are the two exciting ones. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> excuse me, there's one more exciting one. Uh, badger. You can mm. have a Badger. You can take um, the Badger. The ability functions as the Druid's ability the same name, except that the Ranger's effective Druid level is one half of his Ranger level. So Which basically means that yeah, you are half of a druid when it even comes to one of like your signature moves that you and the druid share. You're yeah. still half of uh, them. Okay, I was wrong about one thing, and basically that's all it is. Um, like a druid, a ranger cannot select an alternate alternative animal if he would choose to reduce his effective. Uh, and if a druid 
cannot select an alternate animal if the choice would reduce the effective druid level below zero. So basically, if your thing die, if your animal dies in the first like minute or so, and you don't even get like these are all like lame animals aside from three of them, and none of them have red hit points. Uh, my the and I'll, actually I'll say one thing in defense of this: the reason I like the badger and why the diorat's cool uh, above the riding dog is they both get the Barbarian's Rage as a, feat, yeah. as a built-in feat. Uh, but that's irrelevant because why would you pick this animal when you can just be a druid and have more spells? Uh, Michael, I've taken the last three sections. Why don't you tell us about the druid spells? Yeah, let's get into it. So beginning at fourth level, um, basically a ranger gains the ability to cast a small number of divine spells. It's cool that they're divine... Um, which are drawn from the ranger spell list. A ranger may choose and prepare his list spells. Uh, must choose and prepare his spells in advance. So it is cool that we talked about the fact that they're divine. So basically anything that would affect them not being divine here would be relevant. Um, I'm not going to go too far into it because we did talk about it with the cleric. And I believe the druid is also um, divine as well. Technically, so I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, to prepare or cast a spell, a ranger must have a wisdom score equal to at least 10 plus the spell level. The difficulty class for a saving throw against a ranger's spell is 10 plus the spell level plus the ranger's wisdom modifier. Um, but like other spellcasters, um, and I don't want to go too far into this just because we've done a lot about this already because we've gone through a lot of casters already, um, is basically that you only get a certain number of spells each level per day um, and then you get bonus spells per day, depending on your wisdom score, which is dictated by this chart. Uh, the ranger does not have any domains, um, spells, or granted powers like the cleric. So if you really even wanted to be, and this is really sad to say, is that if you really wanted to be the nature caster, and for some bizarre reason you didn't want to be a druid, you're still technically better being a cleric and choosing nature as your domain, which is so painful, yet accurate. Uh, <laughs> like, if you really want to be a nature person and you don't want to be the druid, you might as well just be a cleric. Uh, improved combat style at 6th level, the range is adept to just chosen combat style. Uh, improves. Uh, if he selected archery, he gets mini shot, and if he the two weapon fighter, he gets improved two weapon fighting. Again, I if you're the fighter. fighter, I could be better. <laughs> yeah. Well, then stride. Oh, here's something. Oh, no, wait. This is the same thing the druid gets. Basically, they aren't slowed <laughs> by uh, foresty terrain because they can move really quickly, and they're cool. Uh, uh, when comparing this as well with the Woodland Stride, one thing I'd like to point out is it is what the Druid gets, where they can move through basically stuff without an issue. I mean, they can work through nature. However, the Druid, I believe, uh, also ends up getting the tree teleporting, basically, where they can go between trees, and the Ranger never actually gets that, so they only keep the first mediocre level. That's that's a spell of the... Of the is it a spell? That's a spell. Oh, okay. But again, you don't get that spell, because it's like a level 7 spell. Yeah. So, so like you're not gonna. I think there's only like four levels of the of the ranger spells. Meanwhile, there's nine of the druid. Yeah, so like exactly. you're not getting to the cool the cool shit, which casters have to wait till like the sixth or seventh spell level to get, which is where they just start going like going like crazy, becoming op. Uh, Swift tracker at eighth level, the ranger can move his normal speed. 
without taking the normal minus, minus five minus five penalty. He only takes a minus ten penalty instead of a minus twenty when we get twice his speed. So basically, you just have it reduced by half of yeah. your tracking speed, which is ridiculous because if you're tracking and you're moving at your normal speed, the rest of the party is not. Because the other party yeah. can track with you, and it's really annoying. Uh, they get evasion, which is cool. Uh, evasion is awesome. Uh, if they make a successful reflex saving throw, like a normal attack deals half damage on a successful save, he instead takes no damage. So basically, if they would take half damage, they take no, which is cool. Uh, evasion can only be used the rangers wearing light armor or no armor. A helpless ranger cannot gain the benefits of evasion. Like everyone else. Uh, at num uh, level eleven, uh, they do end up getting combat style mastery, which is the theme we've been seeing basically go through this whole process. Um, and so, whatever they chose, whether it was archery two handed, they eventually get well, lo and behold, another feat. So improved precise shot if they chose archery and greater two weapon fighting. Um, the one reason that this may be kind of cool compared to the fighter is you can take both of those feats or you get um both of the feats and all of the feats in this process even if you don't meet the prerequisites but if you're going that way yeah but you're if you're building a double-handed weapon anyway you're gonna, you're gonna have all those abilities anyways unless you are the weird the world's weirdest player or you're in the most bizarre campaign and so that is the one way that it really could be useful. However, it is important to remember that if you ever put on medium or heavy armor, you also lose that. So you are a light weapon melee or a light armor melee fighter, which can be really hard. If you're not going dex, which would help your armor, but if you're going dex, then you would meet the prerequisites for greater two weapon fighting. Uh, I yeah exactly. <laughs> So on and so forth. Um, uh, eventually, uh, level 13 or higher, a ranger gets camouflage. Um, so what it is, they can use hide skill in any natural terrain, even if it doesn't grant cover or concealment. This is kind of cool. Um, but again, you're at level 13, and if you're going to play a ranger, and one of the only reasons I can really think to play a ranger is if you found a prestige class, which eventually we'll talk about, but they're basically just um, step-ups. They're advanced classes that you have to make prerequisites for. Um you would take it early on rather than suffer through the early painful levels of being a ranger. And so to get to level 13 can be awfully hard. However, if you do, you can hide on a grassy knoll. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, if you play the rogue, which is the next class, you eventually can take a class called the shadow dancer, which is literally if there's any shadow whatsoever, even one made by a little tiny blade of grass, you just disappear into it. Yeah, that may be better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like it's any shadow not cast by you. Like, you just well. disappear into it. <laughs> and uh, hide in plain sight. Uh, you can use any sort of terrain once you get to the 17th level or higher. Use the hide shift to see if even while being observed. Uh, so yeah, that's the ranger, the worst class in 3.5. That people still try to tell me is good. And, <laughs> like, in every sort of way, you're better off. Even classes I don't like. I, I personally would rather see somebody play a monk than a ranger. Because at least I won't be mad. I'll be mad that they're... I'd rather be mad that you're being OP than being mad because my either my fellow player or my uh, 
either my fellow player or the people I'm DMing for, one of them is useless. Because <laughs> yeah. DM, whenever I see a ranger, I feel the need to tone down my encounters to make up for the fact that somebody played a ranger because they're terrible. They're they're so bad compared to what they could be, and I don't tell people to play one. Only in 4th edition did I ever advise people play uh, a ranger, because in 4th edition, at level 9, I saw a woman, uh, without critical hitting, do 140 points of damage in one strike. Damn. That was, that was most impressive. And since we always do it, uh, my favorite ranger recipe was not one I was playing when uh, I was DMing for my buddy Lee in Alaska, and my favorite memory of that character was I literally disturbed my friend Lee's life as I described a bunch of goblins carving up his owl to eat it for dinner. Jesus. <laughs> that was the only, the only time I can those are the only two times I can remember a ranger being funny, relevant, or any way interesting in a campaign that didn't make me mad. Yeah, I mean, I can honestly, I, I knew one guy who played a ranger once. It was in my first campaign, uh, and he was like one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He would like dress up for Renaissance fairs. No, no, this is um, way back when. This is like eight years ago, maybe. Um, I would have loved for Tommy to play a ranger. He would have found some way to make me laugh. And so he dressed up, and this guy would go, like, full, like, chain mail, everything. And so it was really cool. But his character was lame because uh, it goes one of the two ways that a ranger can go, which was I walk up to the enemy, I make as many attacks as I can, my turn is over. End. Nothing, scene. And nothing <laughs> even interesting. There's nothing even cool, like, roleplay-wise from yeah, a ranger. It's... They're just so unmistakably bland and boring but they would be improved like uh like in like in pathfinder the basically the 3.5 version 2 they kept the ranger pretty much as it is but when they do those uh the favorite enemy you just pick humanoid so it's all humanoids so it's humans goblins gnolls orcs you pick dragon you pick elemental undead Anything that falls under these very broad, extremely broad things. Like, like if you pick Humanoid, you still get a bonus against liches and vampires and zombies and skeletons. Anything that is Humanoid in shape. <laughs> so they made it They made it good. It's still... I would still rather play a fighter in Pathfinder, and I would still rather play a rogue or anything else, but at least... At least the main thing isn't so blatantly dumb that it makes me want to choke a baby out. Jesus. It's... It, I, I hate this class. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Austin <laughs> hates rangers. I, I hate them, and if you play them, I don't like you either. God! Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't like you either. I'm, I'm pretty... I've been trying... I tried very hard all day to not just go on a rant about the ranger, but reading back on it... Because even you, earlier today, were like, oh, the ranger's fine. And then as you read, you got slightly more aggravated. (laughs) (laughs) It was very... Your your change in mood was very funny, Michael. Alright, well, we will see you guys in in two weeks when we talk about the the rogue. Which is my favorite. uh, I love to play rogue. 
I think they're hilarious. I think they're they're either <laughs> they're either my favorite or second favorite class, depending on my mood of the day. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. All right, see ya. Oh, before we go, actually, uh, Michael, do you do you want to do a shameless plug for your uh, role play game? Uh, I mean, if you'd like to, uh, yeah. Uh, as you guys have heard before, obviously, because I've done it in um, quite a few of our videos or quite a few of our podcasts, uh, basically I have written and designed my own uh, role-playing game. It's called Rebirth. Um, basically the premise is that it's the Dark Ages, um, so you know the church is going crazy, so the seven dudes get together, kill a priest, destroy all of humanity, and then reanimate it. And you're playing these like reanimated bodies basically um and it puts a lot of focus it's really designed for experienced gamers so it's very complicated um but there's a lot of focus on like the ability to do crazy ridiculous like crafting and just things that i've always wanted to see in you know rpgs things that i know a lot of my friends have wanted to see um people that i've even met ever met before that i've talked to uh, about rpgs just trying to implement what we'd like to see as gamers into it um I mean, check it out at uh, facebook.com slash RPG Rebirth. Um, right now, we are currently working on a website uh, basically to supply a bunch of GM support. So we're going to give a bunch of you know, character sheets out there, a bunch of enemies for everybody to fight, a few like pre-made campaigns. That way people can start to get the feel for the game and get it going. Yeah. And uh, as always, you can help out at, uh, help us help us out this show at uh, patreon.com slash Cypher Sword Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.